morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you listen to this. This is Machu Media alongside my critique and finding crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is the first installment of a new series that I'm trying out for 2018. This is Retrospect Reviews, the hip-hop edition. So here, um, Ricardo and I, and every once in a while, we'll bring in like a special guest. Um, no, it's not going to be no big rapper from the States. I mean, hopefully one day we could bring in a little, I don't know, like a Nas or a Cardi B or something like that. But until we reach that moment, you know, we'll just reach out to the hip-hop lovers out there in Trinidad. Yeah, you know, Beagles and those people. Um, so basically, with this uh, with this segment here of Bears, Beats and Bailey, um, we are going to review, um, or more or less, look back at um, classic albums, which came out, say, 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago. And there's been, like, a lot of, um, like, classic stuff that's uh, going to be celebrating their anniversaries um, this year in 2018. And this one in particular, what we're going to talk about today is um, one that pretty much dominated the rap scene, the music scene in tw- um, 2003. Of course, we're talking about... 50 Cent's debut album, debut studio album, I should say, Get Rich or Die Trying. Right. Yeah. Now, this is one that, you know, for uh, as uh, unless you genuinely hate 50 Cent, you genuinely hate Shady, <laughs> Aftermath, all them kind of people, um, you wouldn't really care about this, but this one really holds up. This one really, like, stood the test of time. I remember when it came out. Yeah. It just blew everybody away. Um, so, yeah, with this episode here, we're going to talk about that. But of course, we're not going to do it by ourselves. Uh, we actually have a special guest here um, by the name of Doughboy. Mm-hmm. What's up, what's up, yep. what's up? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, yep. he is representing San Fernando, right? Yes? Yes, San Fernando. Yes. To be precise. Ah, yes, 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 right. So he will be the, the, the resident hip-hop guru, you know, to, to kind of fill us in on... You know, basically, with just with this episode, we're just going to run through track by track. Um, and just kind of share our thoughts on all of them, you know, there's stuff that we love about the, 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 these tracks, um, nice. the lyrics that stand out to us, you know, production, you know, just, just the shit, you know, basically. Alright, but um, before we do that, you know, um, uh, Doughboy, you just want to give us just a, like, just a little introduction as to who you are and um, basically why you why you chose hip-hop as well i'm assuming hip-hop is like your your true love when it comes to music right you have other genres out there but hip-hop is the one for you so you know you can just jump in and just let the people know who you are and why you love hip-hop so much all right well as you know doughboy um producer on and off rapper because (laughs) Everybody is a rapper these days, so I know, right? that for the young kids. <laughs> yeah. Leave that for the young kids. Um, apparently, I order CDs and records. Um, uh, I'm DJ, and right. I love I love hip hop because it was basically the only music that I could I get at the time. Right. That wasn't dancehall because we grew up yeah. in the in the 90s yes. and it was switching to like scare them crew and all of that Ooh, and... scare them crew right? they used to dominate like in the late 90s right? <laughs> yeah and my niece ended up bringing home four tapes to me to listen and it was um to Blana Magoo, welcome to our world outcast right. great album great aliens aliens great mm-hmm. um most squad Nice. Um, the Imperial. Ah, and love that. Bone Tugs. Um, I think it was the second album. Uh, that's E1999, um, e- right? Yeah. And I was like in standard five at the time. She just like, 
I brought home these these things. Just go and listen to them because these dudes gave me this in school. So I went and I started listening to the Outcast album first, and that was like the best shit I ever listened in my life. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah that from yeah. Two, bo- two boys with a Cadillac shit. Oh yeah, to... that 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 to me is like perfect zoning <laughs> out music, chair. Like when yeah. you have nothing to do, you just lie down and just zone out to the entirety of the album. Like. Yeah, and being at around nine into that, it just sent straight into being a a hip hop lover. Right, and then when I started again. My own money to travel to school and stuff. As I said, not buying CDs and tapes. Right, right. What turned me into a hip hop head was Jay-Z's, um this um, Volume 3. Ah, okay. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Volume yeah. 2 for a sec, but I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Maybe you're going to um, say Volume 3. Maybe you're going to say Blueprint. Yeah, volume, <laughs> volume 3. Because. Um, a lot of people will be looking for Jay Z for like lyrics, but the production on that was yeah. A class. And yes, was, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, just listening to that album and how he gelled with the rest of Rockefeller at that time mm-hmm. just made that album, made me want to look for more albums of him. Right. So I started collecting now. Yeah. And I started going, going back into deeper. Deeper while while collecting and looking for older stuff. Yes. So sad guy like reasonable dog volume one right, and right. stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when I reached about sixteen and I actually started the like oh I could say like small time DJing. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> yeah, we we had or me and my nephew we had all set up and we only used to play rapping in your party. We didn't play nothing else. We just have <laughs> rap. <laughs> we play. Nice. And we started to like instrumentals. And while I spit in, my nephew will be rapping. Oh, and no. we doing this, like, and people was like, yo, you should go into it as, a, as something. And that was our producing. Right. And... That turned to me into a bigger hip hop head because you now I had to be listening to samples and yes, yes, so, yes. Well, that just basically me in a nutshell. All right, cool, cool. All right, well, that's great. Um, well, well, just for me quickly. Well, um, my my introduction to hip hop. I'm just gonna run it through quick. Uh, basically for me it was just like hearing it, like um, you know, playing on radio and stuff. Like I had no idea what those songs were, but this is a hip uh, familiar beats. Like I remember when a war tour from a tribe called Quest was on radio and i was like okay i just love that but i never knew who sung those songs but it was when um 1995 hit and um ttt channel 2 and 13 brought out a a great show called party flavor by request oh boy i loved i lived read Eat, sleep that show. I love that show I, to death. I think the whole most of us from the nineties watch that like uh, biblically. Yes, 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 <laughs> watch yes, that yes. biblically. Because at the time I had no cable and we 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 didn't know. At least in my case, I didn't know the concept of internet. So I didn't know you could go up and look for for videos online. I learned that like when when I got my first computer back in nineteen ninety nine, right? But anyway, so 
Thanks to Party Flavor by request, um, I got to see all the big music videos. Um, whether it was Biggie, whether it was um, Boon Talks and Army, I remember Crossroads was just on heavy rotation. Um, yeah. Puff Daddy, uh, every once in a while you'll get Tupac, but um, not so much Tupac. But all the big hits at uh, the time used to come on. And of course, I got introduced to um, to dancehall videos as well, you know, um, Beanie Man, Elephant Man, all those people. Uh. But anyway, right? So um, that's how I learned about particular artists and songs and whatnot and then i believe it was um tv6 used to have their own version of it it wasn't their own thing but i think it was like some barbadian or some grenadian thing but they used to have more videos as well right more contemporary rap videos and then mm-hmm. when i finally got cable that was back in two um in 2000 that's when i was introduced to bt and rap city the basement which i love to this day i don't know why they stopped it i guess it's because you know people just, times yeah times, times. you know you can just go up on youtube and watch the video uncut it said again this kind of chop up version that you go get on tv unless you right. unless you were brave enough to wake up three o'clock in the morning and watch bt uncut but that's another story for another time, right? <laughs> so there is where I got introduced to like the new rappers on the scene. Well, you know, the Ja Rules, the 50 Cent. That's where I first saw 50 Cent's first music video, which was a wangster. I was like, holy shit, this is it for me. Um, right. But also on Fridays, they used to have like, uh, you know, like a flashback Friday, basically. So they used to run through all the, the, like, the iconic rappers from like the 90s. And that was where I got introduced to, um, well, what I really said, uh, get used to like a rappers like most deaf talent quality tribe called quest where i really got to see these videos for myself now and then i got introduced to alternative hip-hop through you know guys like common most deaf again talent quality again chaos as uh, along uh-huh. many others as well and you know i it from there it was just straight up hip-hop love from there i just loved everything about it i love the aesthetic of it the sampling the rapping you know the thought process behind it the creativity and yeah the rest is history and this here, what you listen to right now here, folks, is just another extension of how much I love rap music here, you know? Uh, but, Ricardo, just just quickly, your your little introduction. How, 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 what was your introduction into rap music? Like, what was that? Uh, yeah, for me, it was, I don't know, around 14, 15 years. I just generally watching BT, watching, uh, just enjoying uh, rap music in general. Um, me and my buddy was a big, big fan of Jesus since, again, pretty much Hard Knock Life. And I think what really got me into the high production level of it is my, well, the first album I bought, um, a lot of the time it wasn't bought, um, was Blueprint. <laughs> All right. Classic, classic album. Classic yeah. Album, uh, classic the first Blueprint album. and then um, Stillmatic from Nas. Uh, at the time yes. I didn't listen to Illmatic. Went back to watch it, went back to listen to Illmatic and yeah, it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Bought it. I remember buying it for like $5 in, in a corner store somewhere. Right. And just played the shit out of that in my old disc, man. So... Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I yeah, rock this one too. Just, <laughs> yeah, then, rock then, I'll say, uh, yeah. After that, I got into a more international um, vibe to hip-hop when I was introduced to um, the hip-hop producer from Japan, Nuja Bass. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Rest and I, I started exploring um, yeah, started exploring hip-hop and just in that team. And then, yeah, from it, never turned back from then. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, my introduction to, to um, Nuja Bass was, uh, was through Samurai Champloo, the anime. Like the first right, time I right. heard Battle Cry, I was, I just fell in love with this music right there. That was it. Right. That was it. Um, with me, um, I get into him from a buddy of mine that he used to have like weirdest hip hop. Right. He just like do listen to these beat tapes. I huh? like wow, this shit dope. <laughs> yeah. He like 
this dude from Japan. I'm like, yo, child, a Japanese dude's making these hot flaming beats like this. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and exactly. At that time, we was like totally into like Flying Lotus. Oh, yeah. 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 We was totally into Flying Lotus, and he just come and knock, knock Flying Lotus off the pants of us. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But Flying Lotus, because I used to watch a lot of adults so many time, Flying Lotus have all these, all these little um, cut take scenes, and yeah. I didn't know it was so much time. Yeah. And then somebody said, oh no, that's Flying Lotus, look him up. Right. Um, well, on the subject of, of, of producers, right, just before I forget, um, it was true BT as well, and just me learning more about hip hop where I got introduced to, to G Dilla, another, you know, DC wow, producer um... as well. Um, and, you know, both him and uh, Nujibis, you know, were born on the same day, basically, right? Which was, yeah. uh, which is pretty amazing. But, yeah, um, I love... And then I got introduced to, like, Slum Village. I love the first two albums. Um, classic, in my opinion. But I just love his jazzy, weavy, kind of sci-fi-ish kind of beat. It's just this um, kind of music this. With Dilla, what I like with Dilla is the same thing that I like with MF Doom is oh, the yes, drums. MF2, yes, <laughs> Yeah, the M- drums, drums is so... Um, how can we can say with the drums when drums are not perfect? It just it sounds like somebody actually trying to play the drums and it yes. messed up as bad <laughs> as possible, and it sounds good. Yeah, it's somehow how he mixed those drums though. But yeah, it, it not mix it like them use the MPC. So yes, um, yes, yes, yes. What, is, that, that was, what they do is they don't the choice. Yeah, yeah. What they do is they don't quant- quantize now, so it's not on on hit with the um with each step right. so when they press the pan it might just be a little off a little bit or like by a second or so okay right so um as you guys mentioned um well as ricardo mentioned um jay-z and nas you know around that time where you know they had a quote-unquote feud you know jay-z yeah. with the takeover song and people were like right. oh well, you know nas you can't take that and then nas brought on Eater, and then people like wow you know all that kind of stuff now so basically it's you know you created but, a hope you got eaten yeah i, I would say, I would say takeover is the better this song because of the punchlines Eater was more like okay i just got to ride on this beat dread um so anyway so just picture for a moment the early 2000s and you know the talk of the town was jay-z and nas and they back in the game and they know all that kind of stuff and at the same right. time you had you had eminem who was blowing up of course in 2000 he dropped the martial matters lp two days two years later sorry he came with um the eminem show and i was like well yeah. would you know what i mean these rappers are on the top of the game now so for me you now somebody like 50 cent to me oh well how he came into the scene to me just came out of nowhere now it's just like wait wait who's this guy all of a sudden and then when I saw that video Wangsa for the first time and you heard that what I call a two-way beat that <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, well, what? Okay. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the bars and how it was simple but like really, really effective where it's like, you ain't no friend of mine. You ain't no kin of mine. You know what I mean? It was simple but it just connected. I was like, who is this guy now? And then I learned, well, okay, it's 50 Cent and the album was coming out and Although it took well, yeah, me a little yeah, while. the context of that. Huh? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Before we get to that, before we get to that, we have yeah. to, oh, we have to talk about who is 50? Who is 50, right? Who is 50? Yeah. Well, it, it depends on who you ask. Right. <laughs> they learn who you ask. Like somebody that 
grew grew up in that era to be like like we that know what the music soundscape was at the time. Yeah. 50 basically bring back gangster rap because all of us here was songs. Because yeah. uh, again, I don't <laughs> here now. Um, <laughs> one of the problems I had with 50 was that he brought back gangster rap. I was like, yeah, guys, we don't need to go back. a big thing with the context is that Jao was trying to cross over to the, the kind of with, with a lot of shanty tracks. So you have this yes. the tug, but you know the, the nice tug thing. Now. Yeah, the tug love. Nice thing, yeah. The tug love bullshit now. So yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Coming, I just you know vaporize that now. You know, like because because like Jaru Jaru was, with, with, with Holla Holla back in like '98, I was like, well, this is a real hype song now. Okay, so, I like this. And then, and then two years later, is what would I be without you? Um, right. So the sensitive okay. tug. He sensitive the tug, right? So. Everybody like, well, yeah, you're in the club and you're listening to this. And then 50 come out and, well, everybody introduced me stream to 50 was Wangster. But right. when, if you're on like, when they had, this time they had mixtapes and stuff coming out, yes. you're like, here, yeah, um, the this, the Jaru, the murder, I don't believe yeah, you. Yeah, um, Life's on the line. And um, he actually brought out a video for it, I remember. Um, it showed a couple of times on MTV. But like you know, the other sense without this, so it's like yes, yeah, so, I don't so, believe you. You know, we the real sense of the lot of that song. So we, we who was like we was getting mixtapes as much as we are getting mixtapes now. But like when we get like a DJ close up money yes. here, DJ hear that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hear that? You're like. Well, yo, this dude actually gunning at this dude. Uh, when Jarul do he think to be that angry and bitter yes, at that dude? Yeah, like so, I was thinking about that when I was listening. Um, kind of listening to Lights on the Line again. Uh, I was like, what really get you so pissed <laughs> off at Jarul, boy? But but then when I when I when I talked about it now, I related to another song that um he he brought out, which um got him in the the the, the limelight, but for pretty much the wrong reasons. How to rub. Controversial song, right, of yeah. course, where he when he talk about his and, and whatnot, yeah, yeah. Um, in particular, like... in particular, um, Raekwon from Wu Tang Clan kind of called him out on um on Ghostface Killer's album, Supreme Clientele, classic album. Mm. But he's like, well, yo, if I see you in the street, man, that's it, man. You know what I mean? Because literally, um, but I love the concept of it all the same. Though, whether he was being serious or not, um, but he just had so much of great lines, um, in in that um. In that song itself, one of my, one of well one of my favorites though is like the last part where he says, "Um, is you feeling this? Then wait for the sequel. I gotta get Kirk Franklin for for robbing um God's people." I was like, <laughs> "Wow, okay, <laughs> all right." But yeah, so, that that was like it depends on everybody that yeah acts on Fifty Cent. So just be like, "Yo, do that bring back gangster music or do that." Basically, ride Jaru's wave to popularity. Yes, yes, yes. right. I well, I would argue is the, the former, not the latter. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, I was gonna argue yeah, the track, some people. Tracks are too good for you to say no. Right. Or to say, oh well, he just riding on Jaru's fame. No, like he was just he is. You could say 
the feud blow it up more, but no, it's just strong music on its own. Yes. Um, is, and basically, well, he came, Wangsa came out as a single on the Eight Mile soundtrack. Yes. Right. Yes. So, everybody, they, I mean, a big movie, everybody buying the soundtrack. Of course. Love that movie, by the way. Love that soundtrack. Soundtrack is very well. Very, 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 very good. Um, So, we last track on the song is Wangsa. So, you're like, yo, who's this dude? M sign. If you know he ain't 50, and yeah, the new. And then you, when you're listening to Wangsa, it always has somebody that you, that in the back of your mind, like, yeah, that dude was a Wangsa. <laughs> listening yeah, yeah. to the song, yeah, he's a Wangsa. And you're going to the school and you sing the song, yeah. 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 <laughs> and that is it. So the song was effective at the time, Fatal pick up, like, yo, this dude on something. Yeah, but, but just to stop then, with, 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 with Wangsa for a second. I remember, I think it was in some interview, some, so somebody said, I, I believe, um, how that song was, um, how that song matched a branch over to to um to England, and some people assumed that he was saying wanker. <laughs> it was kind of funny, you know? <laughs> but yeah, continue. Uh, yeah, so like then it came down around two thousand, late two thousand. The song track come out then, around um what date was the album drop? Well, it all right, well two thousand two the album came out because that's when the movie came out. No, the um the album itself, fifty album. Oh, fifty album. Um, it came out uh February um two thousand three, or February right. six, sorry, two thousand three. Yeah. So we get so everybody was buzzing off the Wangsa already. Yes. And then it the club dropped the month after. Oh right? boy. And then like everybody was just hyping. Whoa, this uh, does that go shy? Yeah. Yeah. And it, 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 as, as I say to me, 15 felt almost like a, a perfect antidote to, to Jarul and his style of club. What was, yeah, what, what was going on at the time? So, like, just hearing that and the beat again, yeah, trade at his best. And it's yeah, just tra- so catchy as an earworm. Once yeah. you hear that, it just stick in your brain, right? The hook, catchy, the. <laughs> the prelude to, to the song with Jesse Go Go yeah, Catchy. Go, go, go. Yeah. So, so it was the perfect storm. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, again that just blew up from there. And then the following month the album came out and it outsold Snoop Don't yeah. Style. Yeah. Yeah. Um it was, was also that time. Yeah, it was also nominated for a Grammy for Best Rap Album. Um it lost to uh, Outkast, Speaker Boxy, Love Below. So it shows that double albums with a lot of music actually win Grammy. So say what. Um, <laughs> but the important thing, though, the, the thing that really kind of rose feet, uh, 50 into infamy, I should say, was, uh, you know, him getting shut up nine times, though, and surviving, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah which, and which and all of that was a big part of the street cred. He, he fed off of the street cred of that, especially, again, in, in compilation in reference to Ja Rule. Like, oh, yeah, Jarrell is this soft guy catering to Ashanti. And this guy got shot up nine times. You know, mm-hmm. that, yeah. you, you can't get much secret on him. You know, like, yeah, like, 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 like in the video for in the clubs, you know, he sells that point. It's like, it's some kind of underground lab and it's like they, they created the $6 million man. I see doctors yeah. working at him and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like, well, wow, this is how we selling this character. This is how we selling 50 Cent here. 
he's back from yeah. the grave. He's he's better yeah. now. He's faster. He's strong. You know what I mean? And it works. Right? It absolutely works. Yeah. Um, um, again, down to the with him again. Shut down to the album cover itself. So, yes. so it's a, it's a so famous al- al- album cover. Like album cover with with, with the with the bullet hole in the yeah, glass. In the glass yeah. Yeah. And of course, so, if, you, if, you, if you buy the album and you look at the, the linear notes, you're seeing shots, you're seeing pictures of 50 with a bulletproof vest and holding a gun yep. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, that gangster image. It was right. excellent marketing. Yeah, uh, yeah. He had a whole generation who just, you know, this was how much years since Tupac? Like, basically close to a decade, right? About that, or, or less than that. Yeah, it's like eight years since Tupac, so yeah. it's like, well, we had to tap into this. They had to tap into something now. And they had a whole generation of guys who just didn't know gangster rap in any serious way now. Yeah, yeah Jay-Z, who was no. like, well, he was like drug lord bullshit, right? Yeah. It, had, hard. it had gangster rap, but it, it let me see, at that time it was too grimy. Yeah, because okay. it had, and it was it had been like, like more West Coast kind of stuff, like, you know, um, Dr. J 2001 album. You know, it had right. those men from the West Side. It had the, well, the that, South hadn't really had, good. It still had the East Coast because you had the Lux. Yeah, the Lux, the of course. Yeah, yeah, how can I forget the Lux? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. You had the whole lot of Rough Riders. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. The MX and the MOP. So, yeah. They MOP at the time, right? Yeah, MOP. MOP was around. Yeah, MOP, yeah. Of course, in 2001. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lux is kind of So, it was the perfect mixture, commercial. And gangster, yeah, because like it brought gangster up to the mainstream. Basically, before after 50 is when we really started hearing MOP on radio, yes. And nobody was really gonna play MOP before that because talk about robbing people, yeah. And then but you had, like anti up just blowing up, like that is still yeah. one of the hardest, hardest rap songs I've ever heard in my life. And that was played on radio, and they were showing on BT, like regular, like yeah. normal. <laughs> And I told somebody that, like, yo, you don't know that how the song is about robbing somebody. Like, listen to the lyrics, it's right there. <laughs> like, <laughs> robbing somebody. Watch your life, who you choose? <laughs> like, it's right there. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> and we like, yeah, yeah, jump up, yeah, rob that kid. <laughs> like, yeah, um, but one thing though, I just want to mention too, well, before we get to the, the track listed, is how that album pretty much, like, shaped... Um, hip-hop culture basically like well we can't really talk about it from the states because we're not from the states but i'll talk about it like from well, in Trinidad. Really, like a lot of people yeah. um putting up like 50 cent on uh, on the um like in, in the the um, windshield of the, like the cars or the, <laughs> the maxis you know they have 50 cent posters inside the maxis i remember jumping inside yeah. a maxi a couple of years ago there was like 50 cent um, posters all over the place um there was literally a moment where i was hearing cars passing blasting track after track after track it's like you could just yeah. like sit down like sit down outside and you just hear the album just playing from different cars right? it was real amazing yeah yeah um of course on radio in the club was big um 21 questions was big um yeah. it was so big to the point that you went, tracks the track were, that weren't even singles were playing like i remember what no, a gangster was on radio um yeah paul little rich was on radio because it's still fun eh Oh yes, PIMP, um, of course. No, yeah, I was yeah. gonna, I was gonna leave that for the, um, for the, uh, uh, for the track by track thing. But dude, when I heard that song, I was like, yo, I had to learn how to play the pan, right? And I, I have a feeling <laughs> if people, people who knew how to play pan back then, was tri- well, had to figure out how to play that, had to play that, have to know I, how I, to play that. I, I, I was 
like in when I heard the album, like yo, we had a turn just like that's supposed to be the intro to the anthem. Just a boom, 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 boom. Yeah, to the anthem. all the anthems like that. But like locally, it was like a real hype because like yeah. men started playing G Unit on everything. Yeah, everything was G Unit. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. The album was super popular. You had all of these like. Well, fellas love it. And girls had to impress fellas with that bullshit. You know, girls always, some girls always try to like what fellas like. That's so right. Yeah, yeah and those girls singing many men. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? What's going on? What? Yeah. But it's hard. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah, 14-year-old girls singing many men. It's like, all right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Something going on. Like, it's huge. I, I can remember, like, it had when, because he came out with the G.O. t-shirts and stuff when he yeah. did not come out. And like going into clothes stores and the, and the Harding G unit clothes and men right. actually rushing and buying and like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and that that is when the, the that whole market of hip hop where started to blow up at that time because like okay I no shame I had a big navy blue rockaway cap that was awesome yeah, rockaway was big you know it was yeah I had rockaway Sean John that was big I I had Sean John I had rockaway I didn't wear no G units. Um, I, I, I only had Sean John. No, no G Unit, no Wu. Yeah, I had no Sean John. And I had no Fubu. I had lots of Fubu. I had lots of Fubu. I was like a Fubu head. Apparently, yeah. yeah. one part of my life. Shame of those days. I hope no pictures of that ever come out. Yeah, um, it was, uh, the time it was that or, or you have yeah. some Andre character on your shoot. Eh? So. Oh, it yeah, was like back in the uh, late 90s, that, that was the flick. Uh, it was the full platinum with Fat Albert and them on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Uh, and then Inichi yeah. and them come through around that time too. Mm-hmm. So it, the whole thing is that how the album at that time locally, it had, it started a wave and and real people was mimicking him. Of course, yeah. At yeah, time. Yeah. At time, maybe in the music scene, maybe in gang, gangster life. <laughs> but we had people mimicking do. Right. Um, well, there's a couple things to mention before we get to the actual album. Um, as you mentioned, 8 Mile here. Well, of course, because it's 50 and because he's marketable. Of course, we had to have a, a movie based on his life, right? Uh, which uh-huh. came out... Uh, one year, sorry, which came out um, two years, sorry, after the, the album's release. Same title, Get Rich or Die Trying. Um, I believe it was in theaters. I can't remember if it was down here in Trinidad, I think it was. But I remember was, seeing yeah. it in cable, right? Sorry, oh, cable, sorry. Um, yeah. But before we get to the actual movie, one thing, well, the soundtrack is what really, um, what really wrote me in. Because for one thing, it had probably one of my all-time favorite uh, 50 Cent songs, Hustler's Ambition. I love that uh, song. Lyrically, everything about it works. America's got a thing with his rap shit. All that works. The beat, yeah. how it's driving, how it's powerful. I love that. And it's just 50 Cent just, just being real. Like, this is the hunger I have inside, Dread. You know, this is what it means to be a hustler. I love that song. Um, of course, you had uh, Window Shopper, which was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, you know, you saw yeah. I could actually remember from that. Yeah, and it was funny too because, because, uh, because um, like, on cable, you're hearing... Uh, Man, you a window shopper. And then when you listen to it, you hear, Joe, you a window shopper. Man, me. So, like, he taking shots at other rappers during the chorus. Yeah. I was like, what? Okay. But what makes yeah. that video really funny, too, is that um, Mace was in it. 
or at the yes. time he called himself Murder Meese because he was part yes, of the unit for a while. I was like, yeah. it's supposed to be I a church murder dog. Like, you wasn't Murder Meese yet. He oh, was okay, still okay. Pastor Meese. Right, right, he right, was right. still Pastor Meese better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, in when Prodigy them joined us when he turned into Murder Meese. Right. Prodigy, but, oh, um, you mean uh, Mo, uh, Mob Deep? Mob Deep, yeah. So, the funny, funniest thing I remember with that whole thing is like being a kid at the time and finding weird ways to include it into your life. Right. <laughs> uh, see somebody watching something about store and nigga, you a window shop. <laughs> 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 like yo, I can't buy that shit too. <laughs> yeah, like you be cool anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but um, but as but the movie itself, though, I'll just say this right off the bat, right? Like I I love Eight Mile. I think it is without a doubt probably the best hip hop movie of all time. Well, about uh, hip hop music, about hip hop music, yeah, about the struggle of being this about the struggling artist and a, just what he means about artist, rap music so. and then of course the time period they set it in 1985 perfect that's like the perfect period but anyway so i love eight miles so i was like all right get rich or die trying could work and then and then they use the same formula having the the, the lead actor be the rap himself and right. while eminem played it well because he was just kind of downplaying his character 50 just had to be tough as well and you know he, he had be serious and be dramatic and that's where it kind of yeah. from it. like i'll never forget the moment where he was talking to his grandfather like his grandfather I'm like yeah, yeah, i'm a gangster grandpa and i was like no what was that i so why well, remember all this movie that um i think it was that bad but it was yeah it was terrible but it had some cringe with the moments let's right. be real right and then but the thing with me with this movies i remember like people was like real serious about it. i remember fights broke out and thing i remember boondocks made a joke about it i think i think so um, yeah yeah, yeah they, they made fight like in that fight that broke out in the theater like because of like the kind of people was like into 50 and yeah it had a, a lot of gangster kids who they are no parents latchkey types and it's like yeah shit that was real serious and he, he really tapped into something that a lot of people kind of ignored yeah Alright, um, but this, what, uh, let's look at the cast here right now off, um, off Wikipedia. And you know the show had a great cast now, like, um, yeah. oh gosh, your boy, uh, the, the, oh gosh, this fellow who played Killer Croc, I always forgetting his name, Adwali. Killer Croc. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he was majestic, uh, he was, he was the wild upstart to, to Bill, um, uh, yeah. to Bill Duke. And no, yeah, and I remember Bill Duke had this line Bill where Duke, he was saying yeah. he was God, Buddha, and Krishna all rolled up into one nigga. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But to me, that was like the issue with the movie now is that like, okay, you want to sell us this real life story, but you're playing all these gangster cliches kind of thing. Like you have yeah. the, 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 the crime boss, you have the wild upstart, you have the fellow who just trying to make money, but then he in too deep. And you know, it's just stuff that you saw before now. So if, uh, it was almost to a point where it's like, well, is this fabricated? Is this real? Or does this really happen to you, 50? We don't know. Right. Yeah. Like, again, with me is like, yo, we we, we all right. You've dropped three albums so far. Yes, yes, yes. Around the time he had um, he had um, the mask as well too, which I actually enjoy. Yeah, and and, and Curtis, Curtis, well, no, actually, Curtis came out two years later because I remember um, that was the year when um, Kanye West brought out um, Graduation, and there was like this big marketing gimmick as to who would sell who would sell the most units in the opening weekend. Yeah. I remember but that famous shot with 50 out, and Kanye out, kind of looking down each other. 
No, it was 2007 both albums came out, Curtis and um, Graduation. But yeah, just remember, that, yeah, remember that famous shot where you see 50 and Kanye kind of looking Kanye, down yeah. at each other and 50, um, Kanye had to kind of tiptoe. You know, we, that, was, that, was, that was the big moment right here. And of course, well, um, Graduation sold more units than Curtis. So, you know, yeah. I still haven't li- listened to Curtis yet, though. I, I really need to. But I heard some of the, the singles. Well, I mean, I Get Money is awesome. I love that beat. But everything else was like, uh, he might even had a song with Robin Tick on it, called Follow My Lead. Yeah. I only saw the video once. I was like, nope, I good. I don't need to listen to this again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I don't need to listen to the album. Sorry. And again, when Curtis came out, everybody was making the transition from 50 to Wayne. Yes. All right. Yes. Because right. that I, same I, time it, was it when had, Wayne it had, a little, it had a little period where, again, the bougie niggas take over again now. So it was Kanye and yes, yes, yes. a lot of that college, college Greek black culture. Mm-hmm. And then Common. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of yeah. come back on the scene of course, with, with, um, and then right, and then the transition into Wayne. Yeah. Because like 2007, now when Carter 2 dropped. Yeah. And we was basically listening to the Carter 2. Really didn't care what 50 was saying at that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that was me and Carter 3. Like I used to listen to that religiously. Like Carter 3 was it for me. But yeah, two two when it came out was hard though. Um, Fireman. Um, this other song. He did have a song with um, not with Robin Tick with um with some other guy. Uh, I think it was with Robert Ticken. I'm not too sure, but maybe whatever. Um, Shooter, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, that was on the um, Birdman and Lil album. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I thought it was on Carter 2. All right, yeah. But, but yeah. the other two, I really can't remember right now. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's fine, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. but yeah, boy, but that was our only time when, when, uh, when 50s yeah, really signed a win. Yeah, when well, 50, that Curtis album come out, men was making transition to win. Yeah, so, exactly. We, it, a lot of us didn't hear the whole Curtis album. Right. Yeah, let, let, let's admit that. Yeah. 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 Um, but I really should. I really should kind of look back at it and be like, same well, here, same here. I'll, I'll go back. Yeah. I mean, I'll Get Rid to Die Trying. Get Rid to Die Trying. I love that. Um, Massacre comes close. Have this couple of, you know, mess songs. I remember. Uh, why they, uh, I, uh, Gatman. I love Gatman. Yeah, Gatman and Robin was, was hard. I remember yeah. there was a, I think uh, there was a, like a, where he shot videos for, uh, I think it was for all or majority of the tracks. Yeah, he kind of did one, for the yeah. whole album, he shot two videos for the whole album. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of the new. Yeah. Um, um, Piggy Bank was one of my favorite songs. Yeah, uh, Piggy Bank, at it. when, as I got the album, the first track that was like, yeah, the slammer, Piggy yeah. Bank. And it's, it's just um, a hook though, that clickety clank, 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 yeah. clank, the money goes and into yeah. my Piggy <laughs> Bank. It's like, what? <laughs> No, I, I, uh, my personal favorite was Gatman. Yeah, um, Gat well, mostly because of the Eminem M&M boost and everything from like the old 1960s Batman. Exactly. Like Adam West. Yeah. I'm gonna die tonight. I love that. Um, oh gosh. Ski Mask Way. I love the instrumental for that. So dark and icy. I love that. And of course, he had his unit bedroom there. He had um, Tony Ayo, he had Young Buck, he had Olivia as well. And even had the game though, well, in the final track, which is the Hate It or Love It remix, I remember. Um, when the 50 and game feud started now, they actually that released the album and then they took that song out that and they put um, Out of Control with um, Mob Deep. Um, that was when game was still on the label. Yes, yes. Even yes. was still on the um, unit. Yeah. I don't know, like, like to me, I always find it was, was kind of interesting how... Um, how you brought somebody like from the West Coast, like like um like game into this thing, 
Because almost like, okay, you have 50. Um, Young Buck and um, well, okay, to me, out of everybody in the G unit, excluding game, I always felt that Lloyd Banks was like the, the most underrated in the group. I felt yeah, like he could have spit like the second um, best. Young Buck I wouldn't comes say at he was the most underrated. I'll say he was the most lyrical in, in yeah. squad. Yeah, like, like listen, like, listen had, to On Fire. Like, 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 listen to the bars and like, faster than your bitch. No, running your bitch faster than the road runner. You know, be yeah, just those bars, dude, God, how fast I'm so fly. Yeah, I'm nasty. so fly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Young Buck, I love his, his visceral energy. He's like, you know me, that, that kind of cash down nah, what well, you used to see representing Cashville. To the AO, yeah. he's good for hooks, but I kind of like the, the album that he brought out, which was uh, Thoughts yeah. of a Predicate Fella. Um, I thought it was entertaining, it was dumb, but I like it, kind of. Yeah, he's uh, um, yeah, crunchy black and he's good. To me, Tony Ayo is, is the mixtape dude. I I have yeah. like a real Tony Ayo mixtapes that I love, but he albums them, he, he, he reached. The point, um, penning a classic album, yeah, yeah, but he makes tips them hella ridiculous. I uh, have like, um, the pack, the swine flu one and two, they're like two dopest mix tips I hear from he, all right, and he, he doesn't make good mix tips, but like another thing with Tony is the man too grimy. I think yeah. that's the problem, he, he's too grimy, <laughs> really. it's, 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 it's like too black for two six mafia. Yeah. yeah. Too grimy. So the rest of them you could just yeah, you're grimy. We can tell a little polish and you could be market. But yeah, you're, yeah, you're a little you're, kind of very unmarketable. Yeah, exactly. I mean look at just your name, dude. Yeah, you come on. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, another big problem is that you know you know, yeah, for music videos you gotta be kinda camera friendly, no? Yeah. Like even if even if you're a kinda ugly rapper or you're an ugly guy, like say a biggie, biggie still have presence. Yes, yes. You know? Yeah, I don't know how to fit it, but to you just couldn't fit on camera at all. Don't work like damn. <laughs> to yeah. you. Uh, like I remember yeah, you had this have... one video with uh, with with Joe, well a song called Curious. That was supposed right. to be like the big single and Yeah, that was the... that, that that really doesn't hold up. That was the that was the second single off of the album. The first yeah. um, single was um Shorty So Seductive Death no oh, me. Best song on that album, hands down. That beat is fire. <laughs> I love that beat. No nigga, do you know what this is? Like, I love that beat. That's a beat. I know he always yeah. used to have this gimmick of just like shaking his his uh, his, his, um, his hand over his feet. Yeah, shaking his hand in front of his feet. Like every time that beat comes on, it's just you just doing this with your hand. That's all it is. That, that mushmouth. That what you used to call it. <laughs> mushmouth. Right, right, right. Um, and you know, pimping. I love that song. It's just so ridiculous and silly, but I just like that. <laughs> Had a song with he bands fifty. Ah, I know, oh, you, don't I know you don't love me. me. I know you don't love me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that that kind of cool too. Yeah, that's cool. I, I like the beat fit and stuff. But yeah, but that, all, you shine on that. Right, but yeah, but all that being said, though, I mean, you know, fifty blew up, and then of course G Unit blew up, and then of course, well, I mean, the rest is history. You know, the beef with the game, and you know, yeah, the, the mixtape no. game brought out in yada yada yada. Yeah, but you know, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Sad. Yeah, all that kind of jazz there. But um, of course, we're just going to talk about the album that pretty much started all. Um, so yes, we're just going to run through. Genesis. Yeah, let me deal yeah, with Genesis. So, yeah, so it's not like actual <laughs> review of the, the, the tracks. Just do these tracks hold up, right? So um, yeah, yeah. after the intro, well, I mean, we all know what the intro is, you know, the, yeah, the, the sense yeah. of the, the, yeah, the two quarters dropping. Yeah. Yes, classic. Um, of course, we jump into What Up Gangster. From the moment those that 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 bass and them them drums hit by, 
Yeah. It's like, you just, like, every time I hear it, I just go crazy. I just want to, it's like, the kind of music, if you was, like, um, yeah. driving in a car, Dredd, you, you, know, like, you, you just want to get out and just kind of go wild and go crazy, Dredd. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the kind of track that make you want to rob your own house. Yes, Same thing, Maricado say, like, basically, they, like, beat, beat a dude up music. Yeah, so, like, doom, 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 doom. Yeah. Yeah, and, then, and then, of course, when that, when that hook comes, what up, blood, what, what up, yeah. it's just like, ah, it just going insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you just want to kick somebody in the face and you know, yeah, gangster right. shit on it. It's like it's like music to drive by too, something like that. I don't know, like this yeah. it's just real incredibly gangster though. Um the yeah, lyrics of course express that as well. I love the 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 um lyrics here. Um one line I like is like these come in sorry, these come we dumb the diesel and battery acid. You know, it's just the griminess of, of those bars that like, yeah. for me. That is how you start off your album. You have to come in out the gate hard, strong like that. Yes. It reminds me of like um like Wu Tang Clan's um bring the ruckus where you just come in yeah. and boom, you know what I mean? Or yeah, yeah, that's ass, um, yeah New York City, the mind is like boom, dread. This is where yeah. I coming from. This is how I coming through here. You know. So what are the thoughts on on what up gangster? Love it. Yeah, it's uh, a great high energy track. Yes, um, for yes. me, it just comes in good energy. Boom, you 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 hype for the album. Wake you up because you get the fifty cent, you get the quarters thing. All right, cool. Is that nice? We get it, yeah. and then that's out of the gate. Um, with me, it you can always tell a song by how it reacts in the club. And basically, when this comes on, even to this day in the club, you see men start putting up their hand on the ball. What? What? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Stands time. It's solid song. Yeah, and and it still holds up just because of that high energy beat, though. Um, right afterwards, though, we get into um, Ricardo's favorite song from the yeah, album. Yeah. Yes, patiently waiting. Yes, this is one of two tracks that Eminem produced. You know, it's Eminem because yeah. Dama love a violin, but he love these yeah. really dramatic. This dun, 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 to me, to me, Eminem really dramatic this. about that beat. But. <laughs> to me, Eminem verse in this so is a is a top tier like for me top five verse ever in rap. Oh me. yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, because again, no. shady, uh, the line that is always I'll never forget this line going burn into my brain. Shady records is eighty seconds away from the towers. Them cowards fuck with the wrong buildings. It's meant to hit ours. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that shit flows so perfect for me in my head. I mean, mm. music. That what music does do to you. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, a, and... you know, like somebody like I got hit a crack me. With me, Eminem oh, well, with the with the heart machine when he got out of the picture. Oh, I love, yes. love, love, that love, that moment, yeah, I love that moment. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like, like, it'll be, be, be heart beaten. Yeah, and then he'll he be flat like... Uh, and then he'll go flat right after. And then he just go in all out. Yeah. Perfect. 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 Perfect production. Everything, yeah, that's poop. Like, it, it's yeah. just really cinematic. That's what I love about it. But it's the yeah. lines that I love, though. Um, from yeah. 50, I love where, um, where you see, um, oh gosh, um, 50 fear no man warriors swing swords like Conan. I was like, ah, yeah. Yeah. okay, okay. Um, um, I'm looking for a slot with a nice butt to get a nut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and if you got a glass jaw, you should watch your mouth because I'll break your yeah. face. Yeah. I have like, uh, uh, it, um, leave you looking like the Michael Jackson jackets with all them zippers. I'm the boss yep, on this yep. boat. You call me skipper. The way I take yeah. money over you, you call me flipper. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too much, too much, too much. Too much, too, too much, much, yeah. Too much, yeah, for me, this, this, this track is five out of five. Um, you know, very little of it doesn't work. I can't think of anything. 
everything just flow. It first verse is great with all, with all 50 great lines, and then Eminem just come and just blow it out of the water. You know, I, I so love when he said, um, take some big and some pack and you mix them up in a pot. Yeah, sprinkle a little yeah. big on top. Yeah, let's kill this stand up in a nut and jug it out. Jug it out, so this Wow, like, yeah, this is wood playing that. I really love, yeah, perfect. Yeah, all right, uh, next track. We get one of the Batman songs, the Batman anthem. Yeah, one of the Batman songs, and this was a single. I remember when the video came out, I was like, "Wow, this is like some some excerpt from like a crime drama movie or some kind of thing." So because of how grimy it felt and how it looked, yeah, many men wish that many men, yeah, classic track. That beat, great, great track. Those and the opening track is brilliant, yeah. Yeah, and um, I, well, that, 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 only, well, I, I learned this through um, true, true genius. It's actually Lloyd Banks that Fifty is talking to her. Right. Like I always thought it was Fifty playing both voices, but it's actually him and Lloyd, Lloyd Banks doing the, the dialogue here. Oh, do the intro? Yeah, it's it's them. He's the one who say, "Man, we can get something to eat." Right. He's yeah. that guy. Right. Um, right. but yeah, boy, the 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 chorus alone that many men wish that yeah. upon me. Yeah. yeah, that's like but Batman Tim yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, but it's just the griminess of it that I love, though. I like how he, but also like he knows he's great. That like, um, but he knows he's underrated. Like I love the line where he says, "I'm the diamond in the dirt that ain't been found. I'm the underground king, and I ain't been crowned." Been crowned. Yeah. Like um, you know, we it's just talking about that uh, life, though. He makes the analogy um, some special, some like Ali in his prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm the greatest. Yeah. Some like Ali in this in this prime. Yeah. Um, I. Yeah, go on, continue. Nah, well, with me, the song so so dark. Yes, I'm gonna say it's now, dark, but... now how it feeds into what what he what we know gangster shit to be now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this this dark. Yeah, somebody got your milk here, and then like my favorite part is the last line, like. I oh, got yeah. hit for a reason because he got, got hit, hit like, like I, I got, got hit, but he ain't breathing. Fucking breathing. Yeah, I'm like, like, yeah. Like, when you think about that, though, it's like, wow, boy. Like, seriously. Like, you could tell this man was being earnest. He was being honest here when he was, when he was yeah, saying that. that. Was... It's not no joke here that you listen to. It's real. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving along now, of course, the club song, the 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 iconic classic eternal cl- um, club songs of all club songs. In the yeah. club, you happy yeah. birthday song. Yes, the happy birthday song. The <laughs> yeah. song that white people gravitated to. It's like, hey, <laughs> to the point that, um, well, you know, me and Ricardo actually talked about this last year. Um, that movie that came out, I think it was around October, November, Happy Death Day, which I actually enjoyed though. Um, as yeah. like a dumb little slasher flick, but in the the um the trailer fit, they use in the club as as um you know how they how they work in songs for trailers there. And it worked it in the club, and I was like, wait, really? They're doing this? Okay. <laughs> it has something to do with the story, because it was the main character's birthday. But all that aside, though, um, this is Dr. Trey as one of his, um, as his finest. That beat, though, this is like an ear woman. This sticks, though. That yeah. 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 It sticks and in your head. The production, you know, the levels, you know what I mean? It just, ah, you know, everything about it works. Of course, the hook works. Um, I love the fact that, uh, like, when I when I when I first saw the video on on um, on on uh, Rhapsody, you know you heard a different chorus. Eh? You heard a well uh, the clean chorus there. Yeah. And then when when I actually listened to the album, I was like, oh, that's what he's saying. Okay, I got uh, to into taking drugs. Okay, uh, <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> but I still loved it all the same though. Um, but yeah, everything yeah. about it just works. It's so catchy. Um, Fifty just bragging, you know what I mean. But you know, he have some some griminess as well too. You know, he talking about you know, um, you know, ain't nothing change. You know, he back. You know, you know, he got shut up, but he's still back in the game. Back. That kind of thing. Then you know, people just jumping up and it's like, well, dancing to the. It's like, yeah, this is, this is, a, this is a gangster rap club yeah, song, though. But yeah. just so catchy that anybody could could listen to it and, you know, just enjoy it. Um, but what do you guys think about any club? Do you think this song holds up to this day? Or do you think it's yeah, uh, yeah, a, a real fun. product of 2000s hip-hop music? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. In the club, is a track like kind of like the movie The Matrix. It's like you see it so much, you hate it so much. You kind of get fed up with it. But <laughs> once you hear it in a while, you realize how brilliant it was. Um, With me... He is like a lot of people don't know that how that that beat was actually for the twelve and then turn it down. Right, right. And fifty Mika hit out it. Yeah. He and... he see he see something in that song and yeah. God damn it, it worked because yeah, yeah, yeah. push the album. Yeah, of of course, exactly. Really push it to that to that um to that platinum status too. And one thing though, I uh, just had to mention quickly. Parodies, though, of course, there were tons of parodies that came out. I remember um, there was the the Burton Ernie in the tub one, which I think is like the best <laughs> parody of that song. Um, and well, this was on radio actually. Beyonce did her own version of it. It was called "Sexy Little Tug." I was like, okay, that's that's cute. All right, well, yeah. but then again, yeah. Destiny's Child did um, did do a track with Fifty, um, which is "Tug Love" back on the Power of the Dollar um, album. So it's like, all right, cool, okay, I get that. Alright, so after in the club, we have High All The Time. Ooh, and he has good. something really interesting here. I only learned this like a couple hours before we met up here. 50 don't smoke weed though. Yeah, he... Really? Yeah, yeah he's, he's a... He don't drink, he don't smoke, but the reason yeah. why he put out this weed song is because he knew that a lot of rap, rappers at the time were putting out these uh, these weed songs and were getting, were getting push, record yeah, users. Again, so it's like, push. well, okay, right. I had to do a weed song, okay, and then again, Yadri... Yeah, Behind him, it's like, all right, cool. Well, but I yeah, still like this song, have... though. It's still so convincing that you, that he does smoke weed. Um, bar right. for bar is just really, um, what I could say, just really clever, though. Just really witty. And, you know, just him talking about his life, basically. How sometimes it could just get so crazy that, yeah, man just had a rock back and smoke a little weed uh, every once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> blow one. But, like, with me, this track is basically a filler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you're it's right. good, yeah, good. But the album didn't need it. True, 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 true. Um, I do like the beat though. Um, what Shamani did, uh, I do like it. They have this kind of yeah. West Coast <laughs> kind of Doctor Dre worship going on there, especially with them pianos. That that I think the pianos are the one thing that that I really love about this song overall though. But everything else is, I mean, it's fine. It's fine for what it is. I don't know if like. You know, once you realize that, hey, 50 didn't smoke weed, no. Okay. If it makes sense for you to care about this song, I, you know, it's it's there, so whatever. All right, so next track now is one of my personal favorites, Heat. Heat. And this has, hands down, probably one of the funniest intros to a song. Yeah. I've ever heard. Hey, you want some of this shit? I want that shit. I'll give a fuck out that shit. Let's <laughs> keep it in the girl. But shut the fuck up, like. I could just listen to that on a loop chat. I just be laughing. It's just so <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but then when the shots fire, I realize, oh, this isn't funny though. But that <laughs> beat though, that beat 
That thing, block, block, block. I just hear that you're Like, yes, what? and like the how can say the bridge, yeah, the bridge, and then the hook. Like, yeah, I'm a kid. Like, yo. And everything about it is just, I don't know, just shut up music, Trinidad. Just like, hey, I'm going to roll up in your house. I don't care, Trinidad. That's it, you know. Um, I love the, the outro where he talking to, to Dre. It's like, you know, um, um, my pants is bulletproof, nigga. My vest is bulletproof. My hat is bulletproof. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can hear him laughing in the background, too. It's just so funny, though. Yeah, don't wild out. Just wild out. Yeah, but that beat is so ridiculously grimy, but it's even funny. It's even funny. Um, but Ricardo, what are your thoughts on, on Heat? Yeah, great, great track. Again, I won't say as far as I feel on, it's like you shame to say that is I try to skip a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's a solid track for me. I listened to a couple of times, but it's mostly I didn't really get into it at the time, I'll admit. Oh, if it was like what, too well, much, it was too, too gratuitous or something, or it was too, yeah, yeah, it's one, again, around. because I, I'm, I'm one of them. Ooh, yeah, too grimy, remember? Right. It, 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 he was bougie now. He was, yeah, we could do better. Black yeah. folks can do better. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going through the booklet here and I see Dre produced that. that yeah, well, well right, 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 which, which makes sense. Um, And it have like a West Coast vibe, especially in the end way here. It have a kind of G-Funk kind of sound near the end where um where 50 doing the outro. Like, I could hear yeah. it the, in the beat now. So, yeah. Um, next track is, well, one of the big singles, If I Can't. That beat, though, Infectious. That dun 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 Yeah, like you could just hear that for a whole hour and just not get fed up of it. It's just so incredibly catchy. And then, of course, yeah, the hook, If I Can't Do It, Homie, You Can't Beat That. Like, just that one line alone just sells it. Um... And what I like, though, is that they have a club vibe to it, but, yeah, 50 being grimy as well, too. It's like, well, yeah, you you cross me, I will, like, lay your ass off. Yeah, yeah. That's just how it is. You know what I mean? Um, one line I like is, uh, well, in the it's second verse, where it's like, oh, no, look who clapped them with four, four, 20 trips in the low, pros, east side, west side, niggas, no, yo, I'm loco. Like, I just love that word play there, and I really, really love that. But that just, that beat so incredibly catchy and just lyrically how he how he flew on it was just excellent to me. Yeah. For me, it just beat everything was good, but again I I'd say I'm not a filler. Oh you find so um, okay. Yeah, nah, I'm not a filler. For me, I, I disagree with that because this actually has a a, a pretty it now. It's a track I don't skip. Um, I actually enjoy it and, and remember it off the top of my head now. Yeah. But I, if it says filler, it's all right. <laughs> well, it's nah, well, I, don't, I don't think so. I think it, it, it fits after that Because the beat, yeah, the beat dope and stuff, but as I say, the, the song after that is what people were here. Right. Right. Um, and okay. the next, well, the next track actually is um, Bloodhound. And this is where we hear Young Buck on the, on the Buck. album. I thought that yeah, Young Buck yeah. was great on this though. Like he wasn't like a hundred percent in my opinion. But it's a great way, like for people who never heard of Young Buck, like me at the time, it's like a great introduction to his style as well. Um one thing I didn't know about um well actually in the beginning where he says G Unit, U T P, right? So U T P was a group that um that Juvenile had formed. It was with uh Waku, Skip, which I remember the two of them from um Nolia Clap. Nolia Clap. Love yeah, that song. Nolia Clap. Yeah. 
Right. Uh, Corey C. Soldier Slim, rest in peace. And Young Buck was there. Now. So if you listen to yes. Young Buck's um, style, and they have a kind of sudden floated. Like, if you didn't know he was from Tennessee, you swear he was from, like, um, Atlanta or something sooner. The way how he rhymes it now. Um, and I like that both of them have this style, which is... And they just keep doing yeah. that same style. That's right. Right in the beat. That's right. Yeah, that right. same right. thing throughout right. the entire Yeah, the chorus, I, 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 mean, I mean, the hook is, is there, you know, with the, I love the bar shots, but you don't hear me, though. It, it sounds familiar. Yeah. I think it kind of works to what they, what they get out there. But yeah, solid track for me. Uh, to me, it was a, a good buck track. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. That's a buck. Yeah. So, good introduction for Buck. Who uh, was 50 down in his soul because he needed something for the soul. Yes, yes, um, yes. And even the beat itself have a kind of sudden style. Yeah, that's sort of bounce it. You kind of bounciness to it now. Yeah, that's sort of bounce it. Yeah. So, good track. Yeah, Ricardo, what are your thoughts on, um, on Blood Hunk? Or is that yeah. a skippable track for you? Uh, yeah, one of these skippable ones, admittedly, but uh, yeah. it's still, I remember it's a solid track. I could just, it's one of those tracks that it's skippable, but I won't go to my skipping it if I like, say, jogging, listening to it nowadays. Though. Right, right, right. All right, All right, so the next track, another one of my favorites, hands down one of the best this songs ever made, Back Down. Back Down. Yeah. That beat, though, that, that is battle rap music. That doom 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 again Drake at his doom, best. Doom, doom, yeah. that, yeah, that's really best. that's like if you just want to lash out at somebody, like if you just want to diss somebody, this is a beat that you use, boy. Um, and I don't know if any other rappers did before. Probably they did, but I don't know. But yes, this is a song where Fifty just took direct shots at Jarul. Um, overall, as as a diss song, I think it works as well. Uh, Fifty just sounds so brash in this especially um like when you talk about you use a pop tart sweetheart you soften the mill just so like authoritative on this though i like how he t- uh how he kind of make out 50 cent uh, sorry how he make out um jaru you say you sing for who's like the cookie monster that, that, was, <laughs> like, that was like um he, he takes shots of character uh we say you're never gonna sell mitsubishi ta um yeah. one part I'm in particular black though, yeah i'm black child yes i'm black child um, one part in particular that I really like is near the end where like after he says I ain't going nowhere I done told you nigga I'm the genie and the motherfucking soul you nigga and he says they not gonna like you I know I know <laughs> like every time I hear that like ever, ever since I hear that I just kind of adapted to myself that like like if you want to do something you know they're gonna have some haters out there I'll be like they not gonna like you I know I know I know, I know. <laughs> this moment though the, the outro um while it is hilarious, I remember the first time I heard it. This was supposed to be Jaru's stylus. Well, not real stylus, but apparently his um his stylus was uh was gay, right? So yeah. the joke was okay. that this fellow who was talking here was supposed to be playing that guy. That's why he sounds so effeminate, right? Right. Now when you hear it, you know, because of you know political correctness and whatnot, it's kinda like kinda juvenile when it's overkill, yeah. It. Kinda but, overkill. Yeah. But it is still funny in my opinion because of the performance now. Especially how the guy talks like now everything was cool until fifty cent brought back into the picture. Like what he right. says to um he they don't know that I am a twelve degree pink belt. You know what I mean? It's just those right, lines right. so funny now. But yeah, those are my thoughts on Backdown. Um, Ricardo, what do you think about Backdown? Yep, classic, great, great. Um, I, do you think it's, and admittedly, 
I didn't take Jarrell and 50 Cent's feud so seriously uh, because it it just to be paling comparison to Nas and Jeezy's, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that was just a brutal shit, dude. God I damn. Know, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was brutal, like, man. There's yeah. no mercy. You really get a sense of 50 that's gunning for him. Uh, I have a lot of old rumors about, um, you know, Jarrell knew 50 was going to get killed and he didn't say anything or warn him or something along those lines. Not sure if it was debunked. Uh, but you get the feeling of a working animosity that 50 had towards Jarrell. It wasn't, didn't feel like just business, now. Right. It really felt pussy. Okay. Well, again, with me and that track, it's a good diss track. Oh, yeah. right. like it. Trey will work on it. But the Ice Nun cake is basically 50 show you how, how much Foxy don't give. That's right. <laughs> Marty yeah, going for your kids, you know, for, yeah. for Jarrell kids. So. Yeah, about no, but nobody and. That what I just tell people with most beefs. You can have like sympathy for the man when you beef with dude. Go for the go for the kill shot at fifty. Always went for the kill. Yeah, and that is proof. <laughs> you know, as as you say that, just just quick little segue. I remember when when Jaru actually came out with us. I'll call it a diss track, right? Although to me it was just like well, Jaru really trying hard to be hard. Uh, no, 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 not that song. Uh, but the same <laughs> album, though. Clap back. Oh, that, I remember that, people was like, "What? Jaru going to war?" Because the chorus is like, "We go, right. let's take it to war." You know what I mean? It's like, it's just. But it was just Jaru just trying way too hard to be so tough. Now, even right down to the album title, "Blood in My Eye." Clap back. Like, yeah, we go clap back. We go clap back. I remember on um on cable, like when you saw the video on BT, you say, "Here we go back. We go back." Yeah. It was just so yeah. silly, dude. That so that sad. that beat, though, sorry, the, the the track itself doesn't hold up. The beat, however, was dope. I would, I would say that the, the beat was dope. Yeah, well, I mean, me make a good beat, but see, Crumb Crumb was a better this track. Yes, yes, yes. Cause you yeah, took, um, yeah, you took Sizzler's "Can't Take Away My Crown." You know, you took that sample and it works. Even the way how they work it into that beat though was was creative, right? I really like that. Uh, so moving along now to um the Panorama song, PIMP. <laughs> I swear, like I said at the very, uh, well, near any be- around the beginning, when I heard this song, I was like, I have to literally play the seal. I have to learn how to play the seal pan here. Uh, also, I, I imagine people who knew how to play the seal pan needed to learn those notes. So we'll probably just yeah, figured it out so easy. Um, one thing I really like, what, what amused me about this song to this day is how, I don't want to call it misogynistic, but how blatantly borderline pimpish it is there just like just <laughs> no, no, it was, it's just like it be, yeah it's just bleed like yeah use use my whole i i all about the money i don't care even says the track i could care less i could care less how she performed when she in the bedroom it's just so bleated but this was a hit um i remember the music video for it being kind of cheesy with um yeah, oh gosh, the, 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 the pimp um Oh gosh, Don was, Magic one. Yeah, Bishop Don Magic yeah. one and they had Magic. some kind of yeah. they had some kind of pimp meeting. I was like, pimp, pimp, yeah, okay. yeah. And then fifty had to come up with, of course, I got the magic stick. Right. And then that's where we were introduced to the remix. Um with, yes. with, with Soup Dog, um and Young Buck and um and um Lloyd Banks, Lloyd Banks, Lloyd Banks. Yeah. yeah. So they were they were on that. Um but yeah, um the remix I, I totally love um I actually prefer the remix more than this one here just because of, um, of, of Snoop Dogg's um, lines. Well, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, bitch, I got my, lo- I got my now later the game this on. I'm going to show you how my pimp hand is way strong. Like, just that, but like, wow, he just do that in two lines. Eh? 50 do it to the whole um, song. 
And Snoop just did that in like two lines, in my yeah. opinion. So, yeah, but, of course, that's yeah, probably called Pimp Game in one. Yeah, one well, line. I was like, yeah, but, I'm making money, but this is a serious <laughs> business here. If you're doing your job, blow, that's it, you know. You know what I mean? But that beat, though, which my supporter did, by the way, um, it's just so incredibly infectious. I don't like, I just hear this nice beat and nice smile, and uh, when you hear the lyrics, it's like, wow, and 50k yeah. away with this, too, you know. You know what I mean? But uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on, on PIMP, Ricardo? Yeah, classic track. Um, again, I, I prefer the remix as well because of Snoop's verse. Yeah, strong yeah. track. Video helped as well. I, I yes, remember. Yes. I remember it's like, all right, they totally have to make a video out of this. Again, it. I remember coming to school the next day listening to the album and the first thing that brought up was the steel pan thing. It's like, yeah, you hear it had this kick-ass steel pan riff in it. <laughs> all right, well, great. Awesome. Yeah. Classic track. Uh, with me is like when when I listened to that back in them days, um, it was dope shit was yeah the pan that pan yeah but we was like yo they pimped shit we took this into we team song me yeah and, exactly uh, uh, and then go right down to the hook though I don't know what you <laughs> yeah. heard about me yeah so yeah yeah, every time I go tell you something, you're, you're quoting lines of the song. You know? <laughs> you, want, you want green suit like Bishop? Yeah. Yeah, yeah PIP was was good. And I imagine Feminist must hate the hell out of the song, though. Yeah. I mean, and, it, it, it is comedy territory. I mean, 50 is <laughs> alpha male, alpha male. Come yeah, on. Yeah. It, 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 as I say, he was a, a, almost an exact repudiation of, of Jarul in that sense. So Jarul was wanted to be the sensitive tug. And 50's like, nah, fuck that. Straight up alpha male shit now. Yes, yes, uh, yes. You're playing that at all. And it, it was a marketing trick that worked. I mean, it's totally uh, worked. Yeah, we got deeper into the album. <laughs> made money. You, you no, know, 50 will get sensitive in a little bit. When we get yeah, yeah, yeah. Into the wait, album. wait, wait, we get there. There's a few more tracks <laughs> again. Right, yeah, so we'll next track, it, yeah. um, we have Like My Style. And yes. this is a, is a tricky one, because it is a filler song. Let's, let's be real right. about it. Yeah, it is a philosophy. Something about Rock Wilder's beat boy that sounds it always reminds me of like Timberland's production. That ooh, chow, chow, ah, that kind of beat, yeah. there, you know? And it's like this kind of b-boy kind of break beat kind of thing, but it sounds so commercial as well too. And it is so infectious, right? Yeah. Um lyrically it's just fifty having fun. He talking about he have style, he have more style than you. Um I like where he says, um, oh gosh, um, the hoods rats, they say, he's so crazy, snitches, they say, he tried to spray me, that's what you get for <laughs> trying to play me, the aftermath of my rat is so shady, like, I love that. Um, but yeah, the song is just fun, it's bouncy, catchy, but yeah. the one thing, though, like, I remember the first time, I, like, the, the, the outro, I remember really loving the outro, but, but like, look at that, looking at it now, I felt like they could have given you a little bit more thing to do, instead of, they're not really really ready ready you know what i mean like you could have given him some more to do now you could argue that you is the weakest rapper and it was a jailer time a, and yeah. yada yada but i felt they could have given him more stuff to do like you have you give um you give lloyd banks a verse you well later on he, he gets his own verse you give young buck a verse so uh one to you all he gets to do is you're not really really ready ready but i don't know but still <laughs> It's a great track, in my opinion. Um, your your thoughts, the boy? Um, basically filler. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Han, han, yeah, it, 
to me, it's just a filler. I have nothing else to say about it. <laughs> okay, okay, fair <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, enough. R- Ricardo, your, your thoughts on um, like myself? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with Dubai on this. This is a little bit of a filler track. Um, not well. I mean, it fits, and fifty having a lot of fun. But yeah, it, it, it because you're wondering. All right, they had to have this on um, among the tracks, so they had to fill up. Yeah. So sorry. Yeah. And the beat itself, while while I do like it, it does sound dated. It sounds like. 2000s rap, you know, 2000s rap yeah, had a kind of glitzy style to it anyway. That's why I say you have a Timberland song. Yeah, they don't, it, yeah, don't hold up. They don't hold up. Sorry, it does. Yeah, Still kind of catchy, up, but it doesn't hold up. Um, next track is Poor Little Rich. Um, once again, produced yeah. by Shamani XL. Um, this one has probably one of the most quotable bars from 50. I let my watch talk to me, my whip talk to yeah. me, my guy talk for me. Blah, what up, homie? Shopping. People just love that. People <laughs> just love that. Love that, right? Um, the no, beat itself no. is is okay. It have this kind of <laughs> pimpy kind of West Coast vibe going on, like something that like Snoop or some other West Coast rapper would have fit with. But because sure. of Fifty, you know, and he just like real braggadocious over this track, man. <laughs> and, you know, um, I always remember like this was like one particular track. Like I remember hearing it on the album, right? And you know, with the chorus and everything. And then amazingly enough, I heard it on radio. I was like, wait, the Paul Little Rich on radio. And then when they reached the chorus, right. I was just laughing, but it was like, yeah. was oh, God, now I'm a rich, a rich. get the paper, now you no, can't, tell me. can't tell me, yeah, you can't tell me, you can't tell me in the 5.6, in the back seat, <laughs> I'm a little poor, you know what I mean, and I just laughing, but you know, it was so funny, but yeah, um, this is 50 at this most braggadocious, and I think it's really the braggadociousness of it that really makes this song work, um, your thoughts, Ricardo? Yeah, yeah, that, uh, I do remember having, right here in that track late night and on radio in the, uh, the, in the car now. Right. I was like, yeah, why did you send the hell out of this? Oh, uh, yeah, it's a track you only remember if you watch Talk For Me part, yeah, as you say. Not a filler track or anything like that, but it's just still not a great. I didn't love it all that much. Um, but it is, I can still listen to it and enjoy it. Again, you, you, keep, you, don't, you don't skip it, but you, you, you can ignore it on the jug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. With me, I actually like Tobel one of my favorite 50s um, because it, it what 50 does best, brag. <laughs> yeah, he's bragging. He's bragging. He's bragging. And the hook is probably one of the best pen hooks. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're, they're one of my favorite 50s. You know what I mean? You know, um, like in the backseat, falling your bitch nigga, like, wow, okay, okay, yeah. we go with there, all right, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. next track, though, well, probably one of his best singles to date, Sensitive Tug yes, Time, the Tugs Need Love 2 song, 21 Questions. Um, for yeah. one thing, I love Dirty Swift's beat, I love the piano, um, sorry, the piano, oops, the guitar licks of this, that bing, 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 the way how it works yeah. into it, it just sounds so. The off kilter, though, but it still works. Uh. And then you have yeah. that really nice RB, well, 2000s RB beat in the background. I think it works. Uh, um, of course, the dog's hook kills it as well, yeah. you know, so smooth, so nice. Um, and 50, of course, just being sensitive talking. And you know, it makes sense. Uh. So now we could all relate to it. It's like, well, you know, if I go through all this kind of stuff, would you still be there for me? And uh, one thing I was doing while I was just listening to the, the, the track again, I was telling myself, wait now. Is there really 21 questions on this song? Because at first I was, myself, I was counting them with my hands. I was like, wait, no, but this is not 21 questions. Can I take it like Jay-Z's 22 twos now? Where in the first verse, yeah. when, you, when you really look at it, it's like he said two 22 times now. So I thought, oh, well, the 21 gimmick, um, questions thing is a gimmick. 
until I read the lyrics themselves and I, I really counted the, the, the questions that, that 50 said. And yeah. I, I may be wrong, I may be a little bit off, but I counted 17. I was like, okay, well, oh, you could call this thing 21 questions. And then I forgot Nate Dog. In the hook, he says, right. would you love yeah. me if I was down and out? Would you right. still have love for me? And then yeah. in the hook, sorry, in the outro, he says, could you love me in a Bentley? Could you love me on a bus? Which I love. I love those lines. Four, four questions. 17 plus 4, 21. Duh, ta-da. Right. So, <laughs> so they, they, they did not be us when they come to the title. But overall, as far as uh, Tugs the Love Song 2, um, I really enjoy this one. The video st- stands out to me uh, a lot, um, especially with, because you had um, Megan Good in it. You had 50 and Jill getting into this fight with this fella. You had Lloyd Banks it and Young Buck. And of course, this was a song for the ladies. So imagine that shot where you saw 50 um, on, on the bed with, with Megan Good. And then you see his back and the 50 on it. I imagine all the women was like, woo! All that kind of stuff there, you know what I mean? So this was a yeah. nice track to, to, to get the ladies on board with, you know, 50's hype train, you know? Um, but yeah, your, your thoughts on it, Ricardo? Yeah, uh, for me, it, it was, yeah, this is, but this is this part of the alpha male thing. Got a big brawling tattoo on his back. 50 in terms of size is a big factor compared to Jaro. Jaro's a tiny guy. Yes, yes. <laughs> Come on. Sorry. That, yeah. Um, this track, again, the late great Nate Dog, uh, fantastic hook from him. Of course. Uh, love this song. It flows so well. Um, yeah, this one, this is a standout track for me. Out of the entire album, I'll say. Mm. Um, well, for me, again, sensitive tug time. I can't um, say it. We do. <laughs> Um, it's a sensitive tug time. He was now bashing Jaru for doing the same. Yes. But a younger me did not take that into mind. <laughs> we was, yeah, we were singing along with it and of course, to, yeah. quoted it to, to our girlfriends at the time. Yes, taking and the questions taking, of our own and yeah. reworking them, you know. But now, as I've grown up, as I say, Jaru basically doing the same thing and we all piled on him for it. Yeah. But other than that, perfectly total trap. Putting Nate on the hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Magic. Nate always makes things better. Yes, he does. Yeah. Um, and even if that is released now, today, uh, it'll be number one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So it's Stan's time. And it was ridiculously popular. You couldn't escape that song off the radio. It was all yeah. over. It was all yeah, over. For real. Alright, so next track we have is Don't Push Me, second track produced by Eminem. Um, I love, once again, Eminem with these dramatic beats. You know, it's so, so intense with those violins, those den, da, 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 you know what I mean? It's <laughs> so driving there. Um, and this is just 50, you just basically, you know, talking about, well, yeah, I I on top now, but I know it had the haters out there, but yo, don't push me. You push me, I'm going to go back to that whole gangster phase again, you know what I mean? Um, I love the hook though where you hear the gunshots going off and you hear don't push me. I love the whole I lives that, that um, Eminem yeah, does where he's like, push don't me, push yeah. me! You know? Mm. <laughs> and I, when uh, when 50 Cent says, I got something for your ass, keep taking a pussy. So you hear Eminem and like, push it! You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. Box comes through and um, reading his, his lyrics there, I was like really surprised by how deep it was though, because he was talking about how his father was in jail, you know, when Lloyd was as a young age, so he had to go out, he had to hustle, and you know, he had to take care of his mom, you know what I mean? And it was like real poignant, and like I didn't think that 
it, that was what Lloyd was talking about now. And, you know, he's talking about how that shaped him as a man. But it's really Eminem, of course, who covers True, who kills it here. Um, I love the part where he says, Oh, whoa, yo, ho, hold up. Oh, no, not me, not Marshall. You want to see Marshall? I'm sure you Marshall. I tried to show you art, but you just pick it apart. You know what I mean? Just those yeah. those punch lines that Eminem comes through with um, on that, though. And oddly <laughs> enough, though, you hear Tony Yeo in the end, just shouted out G-Unit. I'm like, oh, gosh, yeah. gotta get him on something else to do. But once again... Again, dude was a jail. Dude was a jail. Come on, really. But yeah, I really do enjoy this track. Um, Ricardo, well, I know you love PhD Waiting. So you think Don't Push Me is a nice follow-up to PhD Waiting yeah. or not? Yeah, uh, just, just the energy to it again. Yeah, Eminem is surprisingly good as a producer. You don't think that. Um, yeah, 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 he does. And it's just noticeable he was the producer for this track as opposed to the track earlier. And uh, I was like, all right, cool. This is a good energy track. A good track. Let's enjoy and listen to it. It's like, yeah, great. Mm-hmm. All right, Doughboy, your, your thoughts? Um, me, uh, it's to me, you start, when they're coming out to the end of this album, now you start to get exhausted because it's so uh, much, we'll talk about that with the so much amp, but, but continue. Yeah, so much amp, so much amp, you start to get exhausted, but Eminem just find a way to pull you back in for you to be like, well. <laughs> I'll, I'll listen, I'll listen, because that Eminem feels so hard. Yes. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll listen. And as I say, beat it. Um, all of them, all of them run at it. And yeah, it's not filler. It, no, 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 no. It, it, it fits neatly with, with the, with the playlist. Yeah, it fits, it fits good. It's, a, it's definitely a, a grab back in the sense that to pull your attention back to the album. Yeah, yeah. It's Remind you what that. the album title is. It's not about yeah. gangsters need love too. Wait, wait, wait. That's a reminder. We're doing this gangsters right here. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. We are about the shits. Yes. <laughs> so. so, as I mentioned, getting exhausted now. Um, the next track, Gotta Make It To Heaven, to me, always sounds like the you know the the the, 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 the penultimate track that that one track where it's like all right album's winding down they kind of yeah. get a little serious here so okay we're gonna wind things down here and to me that's how it feels um not just of the title itself but just the lyrics themselves you know 50 talking about well you know yeah it's hell out there but i'll, just, I'll keep on grinding but you know if i do die i really want something else that's not the hell that i lived throughout this life this so i want to go to heaven you know, so it has this kind of um, this kind of moment of clarity, haha, moment. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically, um, it doesn't really quite hold up though lyrically, and I find the beat really does. It sounds dated. It really sounds like you know two thousands rap that kind of thing. There, you know, it doesn't really hold up that much, but it does add to the to the um to fifties intensity. Not so much the intensity of the beat, but you can tell that. But I just really, really, really want to to see them pull the gates, though, despite all this madness, you know. Uh, but I wouldn't call this one a filler, but this is the one where you could tell, like, all right, I was going to close in a little while, so just hold a little bit here, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, uh, Ricardo, what's your thoughts on that track? Got to be a Yeah, this this one I, I is a really forgettable track for me. Um, yeah, this was a skippable one. Yeah, uh, to, to me, it's the weakest out of all the, the tracks. Yeah, he's one of the weaker tracks in the album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do boy, your thoughts on that track? You wouldn't call it a filler, I will. It's a filler. Um, it's it, the album, as I say, the album had a decline, and 
it it feed it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. This sounds like the Lemtower track. Right. Like, yo, deadline coming up. We had we had to record something. Yes. Fifty uh, outro for this album. <laughs> and yeah. just pen something mm. and put it there. Yeah. So it's a filler. Right, right. Um and then the well technically it's as the final track and like every time I listen to it I always like to think of it as the final track anyway because if this is in, if this was indeed to boot uh, supposed to be the final track I want to say that because we have two bonus tracks so technically this is the final track this is a hell of a way to end your album though well if if those two bonus tracks were there this would have been a hell of a way to end the album Wangsa yeah. the song that started all for me. Uh, this introduced me to 50 Cent. Of course, that two-way beat, that... You know, I imagine people who had cell phones were like, hey, I had a song on my phone, my... That was a ringtone, you know what I mean? It has that ringtone rap kind of beat, and that was before ringtone rap got big. I love the simplicity of the delivery from 50, but it's just so effective. Like, you know, right down to the chorus, you say you a gangster, but you never pop none. We say you a wangster, and you need to stop front, you know? And right down to the bars themselves, like, you ain't a friend of mine, you ain't no kid of mine. What makes you think I want to run up on you with the night? You know what I mean? The way how it flows on that beat. It, it's so playful as well to the way how he how he rises it. Um, and just that beat is just so goddamn infectious and just catchy. Uh, one yeah. part, though, that I didn't even know about, but thanks uh, to Genius, I now know. Uh, the part where he says, damn, damn, homie. In high school, you was a man, was homie. A the man, fuck happened homie? to you? <laughs> that was Cameron he was talking about, you know? Yeah. Uh, that was Cameron. Like, wow. he took shots at Cameron there, though. I did, <laughs> you know, did not know that shit. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. I did not know that shit. Yeah, and I, I, I believe it, uh, it was, uh, he was uh, he, actually with, with Cameron's uh, basketball career. He used to play basketball in high school, yeah. So maybe yeah. he's saying that, that Cameron fell off any time. I don't know. I, I still think Cameron's one of the most underrated East Coast Rappers. MCs out there. But yeah. I'll admit with that one album, I forget what it is. I think it's Confessions of Fire, something like that. He did have some kind of one. Yeah, yeah. That, that first well, album was kind of... It could be related to the whole Mace thing now, in some way. Right. Nah, that, was, that was before that whole Mace thing. Now, now, this no, they just probably, they, you know, you just connect the information via me in some shape or form. So right, I don't know. right. Um, and just on the subject of beef too, I remember when he had that line where he said, we ride around with guns, he says a little bow wow. And I think, yeah, if I'm not like, mistaken, bow wow took offense to it. <laughs> I think so. I think he did take offense to it. And I don't know if he did that distract. I know he did that distract to, to little Romeo. Long story. It was garbage, right? But oh, I can't remember yeah. if he did anything to... Uh... Back those bad signs of the 2000s when we had a deal with our little Romeo, little Bow Wow beef. Yeah. You know, that, that, that beef is so <laughs> dumb, Jay. Like, come on. Uh, but anyway, but I don't know if little Bow Wow actually clapped back at 50. Nah, I don't he know. he, he, he was offended. Fair. Yeah. He was offended, but he was... 16 at the time, he really could yeah, tell. Yeah, he, he was still little. He was still little yeah. at the time, you know what I mean? But that, that's a great line. Nothing. That's a great buy, my honest opinion, right? You're just thinking about it. We got guns inside of power, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, I, I, my favorite line in our whole song. Yeah. Um, of course, there was a music video, which was on heavy rotation, a Rhapsody, and BT. Um, and also, I remember um, Eminem had his old version of Wagsa as well, too. 
uh, which was which was clever as well to remember well basically it was just him talking about how he got 50 to to sign on to aftermath and, um, and cheney as well too so just basically like yeah we we are top now we gotta be making tons of money and all they just gotta be feeding off us that kind of vibe though you know but overall wagsa is like the uh, one of the best singles from 50 hands though uh hands on i think it still holds up even yeah. even with the the two-way ringtone rap yeah. instrumental right uh but but ricardo you, your thoughts on wax and you think it still holds yeah. up or you think it just um it? yeah it it is it, the track that started it all you know I, it, it's a good way to just end off the album in my opinion uh yeah it worked it's um just had a nice yeah everything winding down yeah enjoying it and then it does yeah this track is like oh right this is the, the old track started on it's a great way to end yeah yeah I, I totally agree it's a great way to end the album um do boy your thoughts on on wangsi you think it still holds up yeah it does um for for the time that it came out to know still holds out yeah people still find it relatable yeah and, and well forget to mention have a wicked beast like it but yeah God, that do- it's, it's still slaps and yeah i love that for me what makes wangsa good is it just 50 being pure and he didn't have no money at the time mm. he didn't get signed he had to impress him and that is it it's just on how everything worked at that time yeah just make wangsa that good mm. And you know, for for a song with the title Wangsa, that song was incredibly gangster to her. But it just yeah. had that mainstream sound, though, that commercial sound. Uh, you know, like that's how it, it really crossed over there. That's really a testament to not just a 50, but also um, Dr. Dre yeah. and, and Eminem, you know, who produced this, this album as yeah. well. Um, the last yeah. couple tracks, though, these are basically tracks. tracks. These are cuts from his uh, previous mixtape. So we had um, You Not Like Me. Um, which was from his Guess Who's Back um, mixtape. Um, I, I think it holds up, though, but you could, you could tell it's young 50, it's hungry 50, it's grimy 50. Um, you know, and the chorus, well, the hook, you know, if you get shot run to cops, you don't like me. You, you don't like me. I remember, this is, this is okay, this is actual truth. Eh? I remember when Nick Cannon, yes, folks, Nick Cannon, when yeah. he was rapping, he had a song with P.T. Pablo called Your Pops Don't Like Me. And he right. used that same hook that if you get shot around cups, you're not like me. So he said that, you're not like me. And I was like, wait, no, but where you get this hook from? And that's when I heard you're not like me from 50. I was like, oh, that's what he bastard get from. Okay, okay, I see what he did there. Okay, okay. But yeah, um, I, you know, it, it, it's a good, for me though, like I think the reason why we have this song here is like a, really to show the, well, new, new 50 listeners that, um, yeah, this man was in the game for quite a while. This is how his style used to be back in the days. You know what I mean? Um, he used to talk while he was rapping about um, doing that three to nine bid and all that kind of stuff. You know, it was him at his rawest, though, you know, and putting that on a commercial release, though, I thought was a stroke of genius, in my opinion. Um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that You Not Like Me album. Or is that something that you guys skip? Nah, that, I used to listen to that because it is... One of the best songs them them offer to get Sue's back. Um, so basically, what you said is, with, yeah, they had to show new fans. Well, fifty hour background. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Watch it from one of your mixtapes. Right. And to me personally, it had 
a few songs that I like more on the Guess Who's Back that could have make it, but this does the job. Yeah, I don't know if they if they if like in the studio they flip a coin it's like, hey, should we put this song here or should we put that song? We don't know. Um, Ricardo, you have any thoughts on you not like me or is that us or you just stop at once, sir? Yeah, I can stop at once. I, I didn't. I skipped this at the time. I didn't really go back on you know <laughs> to check it at the time. Okay, that's fine. Um, but the yeah, one do well. I well. I well, the one though, well, the well, the final bonus track though, um, didn't even know it was from a mixtape before, but I could tell it was the young fifty at the time because of how his voice sounded. Um, oh, your life's yeah. on the line. Yeah. Um, guy from uh, I think fifty is the future. Well, well, Mixed all right. I remember it from Power, Power of the Dollar that um that um yeah. album that he brought out back in ninety nine. I think it was here. But yeah, what drew me in though was that nobody likes me. But that's okay, <laughs> cause I don't like y'all anyway. Cause I don't like y'all anyway. Fuck all y'all. Fuck like all I just y'all. when you hear yeah. that, I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Um, but you know, it's the aggressiveness of that beat that I really like. Even though the beat is kind of you know, um, late nineties kind of vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not really too spectacular, but it's the way how he you know fifties aggressiveness sounds over that beat that makes it work too. Uh. Um, of course, this was the song where he. Did take shots at fifty. Sorry, took shots at Jarul and with the ink, right down to the hey. chorus. Scream murder! I don't believe you murder. Fuck around, leave you murder. I don't believe you murder, murder. Your life's on the line. Life on the line. That murder, murder. You know that's what um Jarul and his his yeah. uh, well, you know, there's murder ink group used to do. He used to be murder, murder, yeah. murder. You know, um, I just like the part where you know he just really calling out fake rappers as well too. I like where he says um. Uh, these cats always escape reality when they rhyme. That's why they write about bricks and they only delve with dimes. You know what I mean? Mm. It's just calling cool, out, just making out fake rappers now, but just really um, Ja Rule in particular. Now, at the yeah. time though, I just thought it was just him, this 50, just taking shots at just fake rappers in general, like fake thugs or whatever it is. But I didn't yeah. know it was legit um, him Beef. taking shots at um, Ja Rule and him because I didn't even know about, about the beef at the time it's only when I heard back down that's when I was really made aware of the beef and then of course when you start to see more hear more songs and see more videos with them kind of taking shots at each other it's like oh okay so this is really what it's about um, but to me like just that as a bonus track is a great way as a great way to kind of like the additional end like the second ending of the of the album if you will so I think it works yeah. in that regard though. um uh, Ricardo, you you're familiar with the song, or you? Is, yeah, yeah. I remember the song. Yeah, I remember I the video fit as well too, where they sent. Yeah, that video so dated. That video so dated. You know, and it's so it's so I don't want to say unpolished though, but it can, <laughs> <laughs> and have like the feel of like them old Wu Tang videos where it's just like a man with a camera just shooting. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that how it felt like to me. Um, do what are your thoughts on um your life sign line? Um, well, this is probably my favorite 50 this to jar because again, the hook is ridiculous. I can be, I can remember being in school and that was recall in school. <laughs> Pass my cl- classroom, like about murder. Like, I, don't about you. I don't believe you. <laughs> like, so that was this was 50 straight up rocket. Grimy, yes, yes, uh, yes. Had no, had no other way to put it, and I wouldn't take it no other way. Just yeah. grimy 50, and we can we love our work with that 50. That 50 is the real 50 that we want here, yeah, yeah. Okay, 
All right, so in closing, um, the question should be asked, though, um, 15 years after its release, yes, 15 years to, the, to, the, to this day now, um, mm -hmm. does Get Rich or Die try and hold up? I would say, for the most part, yes, it does. Um, yeah. It is, like, it is a perfect example of great 2000s hip-hop as well. Um, it is one of the best albums of that of the decade, hands down. Um, and a lot of, like, you know, um, music magazines and stuff do listen there, which is saying a lot as well. Um, some of the beats do have that kind of 2000s feel to it, of course, because the time, of course. You know, so that's um, and, you know, it, it may kind of affect the, the longevity of it, maybe in the long run, but I don't know. Um, but still, just because of 50s charisma, his energy, his wit, his griminess, um, and this, you know, the, the production team behind him, you know, that that to me is really what makes this thing uh, a classic, in my opinion. So I'll say yeah, this without a doubt. This is, this is one of my all-time favorite albums. Um, yeah. And I don't think any other album he brought out really really has much Get Rich or Die trying. I don't know if... Uh, 50 will do like a 444 thing like what Jay-Z did last year and uh, like return to form kind of thing and bring out some really introspective albums like this is a Curtis Jackson album ah not even send that one I don't know for it I don't know but to me this is his best work hands up yeah uh, for, for me yeah, this album yeah it does hold up it, it's a perfect example of you know the, the art and production just trumping you know the quote unquote direction that a, you know any art form should take Yes. Again, at the time, I was like, well, we shouldn't go back to gangster crap, and gangster is played out, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I was like, no, it's just really damn good music. Uh, for Patiently Waiting Alone, for me, this, this track is just, this whole album it works. Yes. Like, that alone, just pull it up. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one of the big pillars of the album, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I really, really, really like this album. I, I was by, by this point, I, I don't know how old I was at the time. I would have been like 19 when it came out. Uh, yeah, this, a lot of this holds up, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, well, I had to tell myself um, how to do, how to look at rapping in retrospective and just look at good production in general. And yeah, 5 out of 5, this album is really, really good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if, if I rate it, I would give it a solid 4.5 out of 5. Um, right. Me personally, it's just like a couple of tracks and a couple of beats don't really hold up as well as they do, but it's still yeah. entertaining. This is one that I admittedly can listen from top to bottom. Um Unless, like, you know, probably I give a jog, you know, if I have less yeah. time on my hands, I could just skip a couple of tracks, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, this this to me still holds up. Uh, Doughboy, um, your thoughts on the, the album, just final thoughts on the album, and if you could give um, it a rating, a little score, whatever, right. please do. Um, to, to me, it's an influential album. It basically, who, who know, like, if, because it had a lot of kids that this album was the first year. like Schoolboy Q this was the first rap album that he actually heard right. Right. so yes, it so it, it influenced a lot of people to spit a certain way and to them 50 was the most cancer shit at the time now, in, now at this time the album still hold up compared to well, was popping at the time in those days that we're not here no more, like Kronk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I used to love Kronk, yeah, boy, but Kronk just kind of... Well, Kronk kind of turned to EDM in a bit. Well, maybe that's why right. Lil John's still doing music, you know? He just yeah. had that vocal energy anyway, but... Oh, moving on, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
the only thing is that whole no no we can spot the fillers it have fillers um yeah, by the time you didn't care, though, because it was it was yeah, good with tonight trying to listen to the yeah, album, man. Ah. <laughs> now you listen so, to, like, one or two tracks, like, eh, skip. No, I'll, I'll give it a four because of the fillers. Okay, it, a four or five? All right. Yeah, four or five because of the fillers and it's not a well-rounded album in the sense, like, you know, for a five years, had to be looking for the five W's tell a perfect story. Yes, yes. So, all with this one, you just get the one W, who? <laughs> okay, yeah, who is 50? Yeah. Yeah, so, four. All right, cool, cool. Um, well, I'll just say this in closing. Um, to me, what really makes this, this album stand out the most is that, well, as 50, well, 50 himself, um, just him coming out at just that right time and showing not just rappers but rap fans as well too that um, you know authenticity really works you know it really does sell um, especially yeah. in the rap game here because you have somebody with a, a, a rap sheet basically and I can tell you so wait now somebody like this should be in jail somebody should like this <laughs> should be in the underground doing mixtapes till the day he die you know what I mean but True. for him to somehow make it into the mainstream and to the point that even in bar mitzvahs and you know <laughs> the parties you hear in the club and whatnot, right? Whatever it is, you know, to branch out that 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 well, you know what I mean? It's like that same story, like with Snoop Dogg, for example, like how he became so so mainstream to the point now he have a cooking show with um oh gosh, I forgot his name, yeah, Matt Stewart, Stewart, you know that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. So, but it's just like him now, and then even more amazing though, him getting shut up nine times and surviving, you know, and being able yeah. to turn his life upside down you know while staying true to the streets so this to me this album is like just perfectly a nice album to just let these these young rappers out there because yes we we like we old school and stuff like that but we making out the young rappers and then we making out them six nine and um you know, <laughs> know, all, you know what I mean? the 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 lanzies <laughs> and all yeah. these guys you know you know what I mean? Lanzi is my new favorite <laughs> rapper. It's, it's, it's Ricardo that introduced me to him, boy. I, Oli I, Rainbow Dread. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Lanzi is my But anyway, but you know how rap is today where it's just, you have a, you have, you have a, a kind of catchy instrumental are you just fabricating all this stuff, you know what I mean? Like Slim Jesus, like you're not from the hood, Jerry. What are you talking about? You selling weed wow. and you're not gun. <laughs> but that's the trend now because a young rapper is all about talent, right? But 50 at the time came out and it was like, eh, eh, that's not what it is, right? It's about rawness, yeah. it's about realities, where I come yeah. from. And this is what he put out there. He didn't sugarcoat it. He didn't do anything like that. He just put it out there and look. He have a classic album on his belt, so... Uh, yeah. You to ask yourself a question, like, how come... You know, 50 was, how, how come somebody like 50 could have flourished given that you really thought, oh, well, gangster crap was going away now? Yeah. You know? And why saying, like, no, it still have a lot of, um, under, it have a big, big underbelly still in, in Black America. Of and course, he's tapping yeah. to that for the new generation. Yeah. So that's the thing. And, and you know, other rappers, well, I mean, like Schoolboy Q, for example. Um, well, not so much Vince Staples, although, it, well, I would say Vince Staples is do gangster rap, but he he was a crip at a point in time. But you know he doesn't really yeah. do that. Now, um, well, basically, well, since Fifty New York, you had Conway and Westside. 
oh two yes, of them as yes, most yes, grimiest so dudes them that I can so so far. Mm. And Conway in precise is like the grimiest dude that you can get on a mic right now. Yeah. And he would if and he basically he went through the same fifty story, got shot half face paralyzed and he raps. Yeah. So it it always have that person that will be the poster boy the dudes them in the trenches that do yeah. good that work. Yeah, yeah. And to be that that light for them to say, Well, I want to be that mm-hmm. when instead of being getting, getting shut all the time, I'll go and do this. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, but with all that being said, though, Get Rich or Die trying um, to us still holds up to this day. Um, if you haven't listened to this album before, uh, why? I don't know. Um, yeah. uh, unless you just genuinely don't like gangster rap, then this is not an album for you. But if you just love great music, regardless of it, whether it's rap, whether it's gangster rap, whatever it is, then yeah, you are going to, 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 to love or love a majority out of this. Uh, so with all that being said, um, just doing the quick um, outros here. So, Doughboy, where can we find you online or where, how can we contact you? Like, if we want to do a collab or like a beat or want a beat done or whatever it is, how can we get to you? Um, Right now, you can get me on SoundCloud. All right. Look for Psycho Nerds Beats. Okay. Um, on Instagram. Good job, Doughboy. <laughs> that, that, that should be an album title right there. Good, good job, Doughboy. <laughs> All right, I imagine we could also find you on Facebook as well, um, you know, Twitter as yeah. well. Yeah. Nah, not Twitter. Okay, but um, like on Facebook, do we do we type in D-O-E-B-O-I or what do we type? Um, I, I don't really have a Facebook page right now because Facebook trying to charge people to do crap. So yeah. you can just, right now we're just SoundCloud and Instagram. All right, cool, cool, no problem. Uh, Ricardo, as before, where can we find you online? You can find me Ampersat R M E D D Y at Armedi on Twitter. And then you can just type in Ricardo Medina on Facebook and you should find me there. Alright, you could find me on Twitter as well. Just look for Legally Black MGB. MGB are capital letters as well. Um you could also find me on Instagram. I keep forgetting to mention Instagram. Uh at the moment my name is Matthew Bailey Reviews. It could change sometime over the year, but for now it's le- uh it's it's Matthew Bailey Reviews. On Facebook, you can look for my name, Matthew Bailey, along with Illegally Black Blog official fanbase, where you find the link to this um, special podcast here, as well as the others that um, Ricardo and I have done over the past uh, couple of years or so. So, uh, Doughboy, thank you so much for, for coming through. Thank you for, for being on board with this little um, project of, of ours. Um, no problem, no problem. Hope that we could meet up again and do more collaborations as well because this year um, a lot of great albums will be celebrating their, their 10th, 15th, 20th, 25th anniversary and sure. you know I might be able to cover all of them but you know I just want to really cover some of the classics um, two in particular I'm not going to say which ones uh, remain my first and second favorite albums of all time if you know me you know nah. they are that's all I'll say so with all that being said good morning good afternoon good evening good night whenever you listen this this was Machi Bailey and Ricardo Medina and and, and we are setting off from the first ever episode of Retrospect Reviews and you know you can look out for more throughout um, 2018 and hopefully beyond so until next time until the next one take care